1: Welcome back, everybody, to another edition of MLB DFS Quick Hits. This is your Monday, August 7th edition. Hope everybody had a good weekend and is ready for another week. Uh, We have seven games, and it is just horrible, horrible, horrible pitching. Um, So either tread lightly or be ready to be disappointed potentially. That's all I can say about it. But uh, the weekend action was a lot of fun. Good, good stuff. Lots of offense, as we should become to be expecting these days. But let's get into your Monday action here. Weather-wise, hopefully we dodge bullocks with seven games. We don't want a lot of weather in Washington. It rained all Sunday nights off and on. It's raining off and on during the day, but supposed to clear up around game time, at least maybe a late start. Should be okay. Hopefully that means the best pitcher on the slate still takes the mound and his neck's okay. The humidity is in the upper 90s. So it is phenomenal hitting conditions. And the Nationals offense is facing an absolute gas can. Just to put things lightly on the slate, we have out of the 14 starting pitchers, six of them are on the bottom 25 in barrel Fit the last 30 days. There's only one in the top, 25. It's that bad. As we go through some more weather, we are looking pretty darn good. Um, Yeah, everything else, knock on wood, is good. Washington is the one to watch for. If it plays, it'll be super humid, which makes things very, very nice for the hitters. Let's check out the totals on the day. Tigers, Pirates, nine. Marlins, Nationals, we're waiting for because of the Marlins pitcher, O'Grady. Padres, Reds, we need a new total on that one as well because Adleman will be pitching for Robert Stevenson. So keep that in mind. Brewers, Twins, total of nine. Cardinals, Royals, total of nine. Orioles, Angels, total of nine. And then Cubs, Gigantes, by the Bay, total of eight. Uh, So yes, as usual, more offense with crappy pitching involved. Let's get at it. Your top pitcher on the slate, hoping his neck's right, but I'm pretty sure they wouldn't even be risking throwing him if his neck wasn't right. We are talking Mad Max Scherzer, who has been everything but amazing. Actually, he has been amazing, so there's no but involved. Mad Max is just really, really good. It comes down to, is his neck okay? The Marlins strike out 20.5% of the time. Max, ninth best on the barrel. Fifth the last 30 days, striking out over 36% of the batters he's facing. I'm not going to go deep into this one. When it comes to this situation, Mad Max is far and away the highest priced option and the best option. Lefty's 315, righty's 193 off Mad Max. Um, Might give up a homer too as usual. Strikeouts are very, very possible to rack up in bunches. Um, It's a slate with just horrific pitching. He's by far the most expensive option. And I think you're going to want to use him unless you... Unless you land on the two random guys that throw great down below together. Have them both in your lineup. Otherwise, it's going to be destructive. Your other guy over 10K is Jake Arrieta, 11-6 at the Giants. Arietta is that guy that you're just like, what are you doing, man? What are you doing? Well, his last four starts, 18-8, 18-5, 22-6, 26-2. Last start out, he was 10-3 the first time over 10K in quite some time. His strikeouts have been up. His... You know, fastball better, swinging strikes better of late. He's looking really good. Eight, five, and six are his strikeouts in his last three games. Does give up a homer from time to time, but his ERA is way down to 3.88. For those that remember how bad he started out the year. The thing is, the Giants don't strike out a ton. They strike out around 19% of the time, one of the lowest in all of baseball, especially against right-handed pitching. We know they're really, really bad at uh, hitting. That's Captain Obvious. 3.59 total is currently the lowest on the slate until. The Mad Max Marlins team total comes out. But lefty's 300. Righty's only 258 off Arrieta. Giants have an atrocious 293 Woba versus righties. Um, Arrieta has a really good ground ball rate of 46.3. The K rate of 23.2. Very low hard contact. He's a very good arm. I feel like people are either going to pay up for Max or pay down for like Irvin Santana. Um, it's just can Arrieta get enough strikeouts to make his price tag of 11.6 worth it? The only way I can justify if he doesn't, if he can at least get me 20-plus on a slate where pitching is going to be that bad, he might still be worth the price tag. But he has to get that, preferably 25-plus. He's going to have to go deep into the game against the Giants. It's very possible. They have a lot of young bats out there. Heck, they have Pablo Sandoval batting cleanup over the weekend. So things aren't good by the Bay, but you never know what you're going to get. A lot of lefties in the lineup for one. 'Cause Parker's back up in the outfield, like I said, Panda. You got Panda, Parker, Crawford, Panic, that's four, span five. So you're gonna have at least five out there. At least, because Belt's on the D L right now. Posey catching, so you have at least five. But um it's a good spot, no doubt about it. It's just can't he match the price tag is the question. That's the question you have to ask yourself. I'm gonna I'm gonna sprinkle them just because I know how bad the Giants can be, even though they have those games where like yesterday they scored six runs. They have a couple games a week where they actually hit the baseball. Is Monday night the night? Who knows? But uh, I think it's worth a, an interesting gamble considering he's 1200 cheaper than Max, and people might you know, gravitate towards the Max or go down below. So ownership could be very nice on that matchup. So obviously up top it goes... I will right, we'll go one more guy. Irving Santana at 9500 at home against the Milwaukee Brewers. Uh, he has not face the brew crew this year he's been better on the road than at home which is very interesting coming off a complete game tour 9k performance from 37.8 against san diego 9ks and 7ks in his last two which is very interesting for Irvin, as many don't associate associate him as a strikeout guy he's not like an overpowering strikeout guy but when you're facing the brewers that strike out 25.4 percent of the time you strike out about 19%, but a swinging strike rate of 10% is no joke, especially against a team that swings and misses a lot. That's a big thing where a guy with a 19% K rate all of a sudden ends the game striking out 23 or 24%. The Brewers can help you with this. Very low hard contact at 29%. By no means is this a, a great matchup because we always say it. The Brewers can crush the baseball. But you're in Minnesota, a much nicer uh, pitching ballpark than you would be in Milwaukee. Lefties hit 282, righties 303. A lot of the thump you're worried about with the Brewers are left handed, at least Thames and Shaw. You do have Braun, uh, Domingo Santana, maybe Aguilar gets a spot with the DH. Um, they're all things to consider, but uh, $9,200 again, if you don't want to pay up for Max or Arietta. Santana does make an intriguing play, uh, should be popular tonight. I rarely ever get him correct, but on a night like tonight, I'm going to have to try because there's no other options. You, I really think you need one of these top three guys. You can put them with a bargain basement pitcher if you want, but I think you're going to need one of these top three. I really, really do. So Santana at 95 is in play. Uh, I'm ranking it Scherzer, Santana, Arietta on the top for me. As we drop down, there's only two guys in this mid range. I'm looking at. They're facing off against each other, and the total in the game is – 9 I'm looking at Dylan Bundy and J.C. Ramirez J.C. Ramirez is 7,500 He is 14th worst on the barrel 5th the last 30 days He's getting barreled Only 3.73% of the time He's just walking almost 13% Striking out about 15 So walks are killing him right now On the season he's striking out about 18.2% The Orioles strike out 22% of the time He's got a good ground ball rate But uh, does give up the long ball And the Orioles bats are on fire They do have the fourth lowest total on the slate of four three seven. Lefties hit him at three thirty nine. Righties two ninety seven. And in the grand scheme of things, it's a righty dominant lineup for the Orioles. You have Chris Davis. You have Seth Smith. Maybe another bat because for the most part you got like Machado, Scope. Um, You got Anderson at shortstop, Castillo behind the dish, or Joseph. Uh, You got the Trumbull. You really got a lot of right-handed bats. Mancini. So it's something to think about when you're because you're gonna have to get creative tonight. So Ramirez does have upside when you look at this matchup. The other guy Bundy at uh, seventy four hundred. Anaheim doesn't strike out a lot. They strike out right around twenty percent of the time. Bundy strikes out about eighteen point six percent. He has been pretty good of late. Ground ball rate sucks. Hard contact rate, even though it's bad, has gone down. He has a swinging strike rate though that's gone up to ten point two percent. Which makes him kind of you're looking for K's and I like tonight makes it a little more intriguing. Angels do have a four six three total lefties three thirty six righties three eleven, so the Angels have at the moment the fourth highest total. I have a feeling the Nationals will be higher, so give me the fifth highest total on the slate. It's intriguing. Ramirez or Bundy, I think one of them does make a uh, intriguing GPP play. Neither one is safe by any means, but intriguing. In the middle, I rate it Bundy. Then Ramirez just for the upside because those Orioles bats are white hot right now. As we go down below, uh, plug your nose because it's going to get rough down here. We're going to kick it off with Brent Suter of the Milwaukee Brewers, the young lefty who's pitched really well this year. Only got 10 points his last start because he started getting a hit around late. did have 7 Ks. He has 5 or more in 3 straight starts. 10, 26.8, 18.5 have been his points st louis chicago at philly got beat up at pittsburgh and then threw great at the yankees against baltimore so he's been really really good especially of late this season good young arm good strikeout stuff going up against minnesota in a nice pitching ballpark um, twins strike out 21 percent of the time versus lefty suitor striking out 21.3 45.3 percent ground ball very low hard contact lots to like here we know the twins have some bats that can hit lefties but as a whole The team has a 301 Woba and 133 ISO, both barely average against left handed pitching. 4.65 totals, currently third highest, likely to be fourth after the Nationals. But lefty's hitting 3.31, righty's 2.95 off Suter. You have to expect him to give up a couple runs, but the strikeout potential is definitely there. That's something I like, especially with a lower priced arm. At 6,400, he is definitely on the list. Uh, I guess even crazier when I'm looking at Matt Moore at home against the Chicago Cubs. He faced the Cubs earlier this year, six innings, seven hits, three earned, three Ks, first 9.5, so almost 10 points. Remember, he's $5,000. Um, we're looking for something. He got beat up against Oklahoma but prior to that, 16.1, 15.3, 17.6, a negative, then a 14.8. He's always hit and miss, but he's been getting around 15 points quite a bit lately. The Cubs are good at baseball. Their offense is heated up. There's no hiding any of this. They strike out over 21% of time versus lefties. Um, everything's about to average to, to bad for more. The Cubs team total though, currently is fifth lowest on the slate at 441. Lefties hit 361, righties 317. It is an extremely extremely risky play. By no means am I saying just run out and play Matt more. It's extremely risky, but he is an option that'll be extremely low owned with some upside. The punt play of the night, because DraftKings did not expect him to start, Robert Stevenson was supposed to start, is Tim Adelman at $4,600. Um, Adelman making the spot start, gave up six runs his last time out, five prior, three, five. Not looking good. That starting at three, 17.3 points, he had seven Ks. It's a lot of all or nothing. It's a lot of disgustingness. It's a lot of, ew, what are we doing? But when you look at a guy like Adelman, um, you get, you get a guy that definitely has some splits going on. Lefties do hit him well. Um, he's only striking out 15.4% of lefties where he's striking out 25.5% of right-handed bats. Definitely gets more home runs to lefties than righties. Um, At home, though, he has a 24% K rate compared to 16% on the road. Walks fewer at home. It's all kind of pick-your-poison. Even against lefties at home, he's better than he is on the season. Not great, but better. Um, When you look at the batting averages and all that good stuff, lefties are hitting 251 or righties are hitting 268, but the WOBA and the slugging for lefties is outstanding. The... um, the Marlins, as a team, you know, 315, one night, or no, wrong one. I'm talking about the uh, Padres. Padres, that's off of Stevenson. The Padres do um, strike out a good 25.3% of the time versus right-handed pitching. So at 4,600 bucks, that gives tremendous upside To a guy like Adelman, now, sure, is nasty. second worst on the barrel. Fifth the last 10 days, getting barreled almost 8.5% of the time. Walking about 10%, striking out about 18%. He's struggled, and it's a great hitting ballpark. Uh, You have to watch out for the bats. Like, you know, the Padres bats don't light the world on fire. They have a few lefties to worry about. You know, Solarte should be in the lineup. you got a Suhe in second. I know there's at least one or two more I mentioned. Maybe Hector Sanchez catches. They're not like world beaters, but they're not horrible. You know, even a guy like Will Myers in a ballpark like that can be scary. It's not a safe play by any means, but for $4,600, the upside is outstanding, especially if he just only gives up three or four runs but strikes out six-plus. He gets you at least some sort of value at 4600 and it's definitely in play. You can, max him up. you can match him up with a guy like Mad Max and still get all kinds of bats that if he does go off, you are sitting pretty. So, down below, I got Adelman, Suter, and Moore. So, overall, up top, we're looking at Scherzer, Santana, Arrieta in the middle, Bundy, Ramirez. Down below, we are looking at Adelman, Suter, and Moore. Let's check it out the Bats. That should have a fun, fun day of action. Wilson Contreras continues to just crush the baseball at the catching position. He's $4,900 against Matt Moore, and he is definitely in play. 28 more points as he double-donged on Sunday Five homers in his last 10. He's got 21 on the year, averaging 12.9 in his last 10. Here's his last four games alone, 28, 21, 3, 39. He's crushing the baseball. Going up against Matt Moore, definitely a play if you're paying up at the catcher's position. If you're not paying up, you go down. You go down, you go down, you go down. A guy like Austin Hedges against Adelman can be intriguing at 34. But I don't know if I want to pay 34 for Hedges. You can. The upside's there in that ballpark against a guy like Adam, and there's no doubt about it. But if you want to go down a little farther, you got the likes of, say, a Manny Pena versus Irvin Santana at 27, a Francisco Cervelli against Zimmerman at 27 reverse splits. Uh, Cervelli has struggled, but a little better of late, so he is, you know, worth a look there. With a lefty on the mound of Minnesota, you look at Chris Jimenez of of the Minnesota Twins. That's about sixth-ish in the lineup, usually does hit lefties pretty decently. Could be a very nice uh, twenty-five hundred-dollar play against Suter and allow you to get even more bats in your lineup. And then Matt Weeters does hit lefties well. He's twenty-four hundred versus O'Grady. That's another nice punt option. You know, Maldonado at twenty-three versus Bundy could be in play, Prefer him versus lefties and righties. But uh, you know, down below Weeters and Jimenez, not bad. Hedges in the middle. And then Contreras up top Everybody, on main focuses at the catcher's position. When you have on a first base, Anthony Rizzo at 54 versus Moore is definitely worth a look. He does it lefty; He's fine. Joey Votto, a lefty like that against Chasin at 53 in that ballpark is great. He had a big game on Sunday. Could be in line for an outstanding matchup against Chasin. So Votto is definitely in play. I love Ryan Zimmerman. Uh, he crushes left-handed pitching. You know, Grady, like I mentioned, he's fifth worst on the barrel flip the last 30 days. Getting barreled. Over 8% of the time, he's walking 12.5, striking out 21.5. Zimmerman is one of the best hitters in baseball, especially at first base, against left-handed pitching this season uh, at 4,500. Average of 9.4 is last 10. He could easily run into one and take it downtown. Remember, the hitting environment should be tremendous in Washington if the rain clears with that humidity and heat. Zimmerman at 45 is definitely in play. Now, you know it's a bad night when Luke Voigt is your fourth highest Ranked first baseman You go down to the likes of Say a Josh Bell at 39 versus Zimmerman's not a bad play a Chris Davis versus Ramirez at 37 is okay Matt Carpenter versus a guy like Ian Kennedy He likes to give up home runs Carpenter's been really inconsistent 16 points on Sunday But averaging a 5.5 On his last 10 games He's 3600 against a fly ball guy like Kennedy So he could be worth a look I'd probably look elsewhere But he's you know relevant when it comes to GPPs I'm looking at guys like, if you want to save money at first, uh, Will Myers at 3,600 versus Adelman. You know, Myers hasn't lit the world on fire, averaging 5.7 in his last 10. But it is a good matchup versus Adelman and a good hitting ballpark. So there is some upside in that. A guy like Eric Hosmer, he, he went deep in the doubleheader yesterday. He's hitting the ball really, really well this year. He's 3,500 against Carlos Martinez. The Royals are in play. Don't just completely ignore them. We know they can go all or nothing. But when you're looking at Carlos Martinez, definite reverse splits guy. Our home road splits great at home, has struggled on the road this season. Uh, lefties hit 334, righties 242 off Carmart. So a guy like Hosmer at 3500, who we know can get you a couple of hits, can go deep, whatever. Does have value against the guy that like Carlos Martinez and GPP value to top it off because a lot won't go at that uh, target. So Hosmer at 35. Got a guy like Jesus Aguilar against Irvin Santana, I'm not purposely going to target Irvin. I probably won't use any Jesus, but he's 34 with some upside. Same with Miguel Cabrera, continues to be cheap because he continues to be inconsistent, but he's 34 versus a guy like Trevor Williams. I'd probably just pay for Hosmer at 35 or Myers at 36 for my low end, but those guys are there if you need more options. And if you want a super punt, first base, third base eligible, going to a guy like Dylan Bundy who has you know been better of late, but does have the hard hit ability you got a guy like Luis Fabuena who, as a whole, is not good, but for G, for DFS, GPP-wise, is decent because he can run into one at any time, he's $2,300. I don't think you're going to need to do that, especially if you go cheap at catcher in one of your pitchers. But if you want to, the option is there. Daniel Murphy at 5K at second base, not bad. Dozier, if he's in the lineup, 4,800 versus Suter. He crushes left-handed pitching. Very good spot for him at 4,800. You got Paul DeJones up to 46. Second base shortstop versus Ian Kennedy. Definitely in play. Javi Baez. This is sneaky because overall, you know, his numbers don't aren't flashy. But he has averaged 9.4 in his last 10 games. And he's second base shortstop. Eligible. He's up to 4,400, which is high for Javi. Very high for Javi. His last two games have been that high. but Prior to that, he's always in the threes. And he crushes lefties. Crushes them. Uh, going against Matt Moore. Forty-four hundred bucks could be a sneaky play because he's usually low owned. A guy like Howie Kendrick, um, he's second base short or second base outfield eligible. He's forty-three hundred bucks. If he's in the Nats lineup, he hits lefties extremely well. Should be low owned also. So him and Baez could be some nice GPP sneakiness. Uh, I can't sleep on Jonathan Scope. His power has just been unreal. He's solid at forty-one hundred. Uh, Scooter Jeanette hasn't been lighting the world on fire, but he's a nice left-handed bat early in the order. Second base outfield eligible at 4K versus Chassin, who has struggled on the road this season, and overall, just lefties love facing him. Uh, A guy like Young-Hervis Salarte against Adelman at 37 for the Padres. Salarte has four homers in his last 10 games, averaging 8.3 points per game in those 10. Swinging a good bat, had the day off on Sunday, should be back in the lineup, hitting towards the top middle of the order. At 37, if you're fading Adelman, he is definitely definitely in play. Um, or Carlos Asuhahe, um, second baseman, also 35 for the Padres. I tried to pay for Solarte, but I liked Asuhae when he was cheap. He's not cheap anymore. He's still not bad, but he's just not cheap. Um, a guy like Wilmer Defoe, second base shortstop. He's a switch hitter. He's 3,200 versus uh, O'Grady. Averaging 8.7 in his last 10 with two homers in those 10. Been playing really well since he's got that everyday role. 3200 for Defoe could be a nice lower-priced option. But overall, in this slate, there's not a lot of guys below 3K at most positions that just scream. Like if Caleb Coward, he's day-to-day. If he gets the lineup, second base, third base for the Angels, he's 2300 versus Bundy. That's something I could look into, definitely look into. Going over to third base... Chris Bryan against Matt Moore at 53. That's a no-brainer. Maggie Sano against the lefty. We like that a lot at 4,900. If you're not going up there, Machado at 45 and Anthony Rendon at 45. Those two stand out like really, really upper-tier plays. Really good options there. Mike Moustakis, remember, lefties versus Carmart, especially on the road, 4,100. Not bad at all. He's slumping of late. Overall, great season. Maybe he runs into one against Carmart. As you go down, Travis Shaw's day to day at 3800. Keep an eye on that. Uh, I know I said lefties hit Chasin very, very well. We've established that. Uh, Reds do have a 490 total. Lefties 338, righties 288. So you might might not want to use righties, but they do come at a discount. Like Enojano Suarez with this power upside is only 3700 versus Chassin. Now, If it was in Petco, I'd say okay, the splits I'll pay a little more attention to. But when you're in Great American Small Park, where the ball can fly, it usually does fly. I, I like me some you know, He can run into anybody, plus you get bullpen in play. 3700 bucks does have some serious upside in the middle of a lineup that should have a nice day. all Unless, you know, Chasin shows up, baseball happens. A guy like Nick Castellanos at 34 versus Trevor Williams is enticing. Trevor Williams does get hit hard. Has some good starts from time to time to make everybody mad. They'll have the third lowest total on the slate at 418. Lefties 343, righties 317 off Trevor Williams. Uh, as you go down some more, if you want to fade Mad Max, Dietrich's 31, but may God have mercy on your soul. For the Cardinals, 4.53 total. Lefties, 3.12. Righties, 3.08 for Kennedy. Jed Jericho has been in a horrific slump. Only averaged 3.4 points his last 10 games, but he's 2,900 with power, so something to consider. We got Cowart to 23 and Valbuena at 23. We mentioned his potential punts. If you want to go that rate. And then like a guy like Ryder Jones, who really hasn't done much. He was a big-time prospect. He's a left-handed bat that plays third. They'll probably have Pablo there, so keep an eye on that. But he's 2K if he cracks the order. Shortstop, Paul DeJean, 46. Tim Beckham, who has just crushed the baseball. He's 4,600. It's just amazing watching what he's done since he's come over to Baltimore. I I still won't pay that price, tag, though. I will not do it. Javi Baez at 44 is the that, that sneaky play we talked about. Uh, Orlando Garcia has been swinging a very, very good bat. you got the reverse splits for Santana. averaging 7.5 his last 10 at Fort. Another home run yesterday. Just sucks he's at the bottom of the order, but there's a D8, so at least he won't be the pitcher behind him. 3,600 for Garcia could be enticing as a mid-range play. One of my favorite plays on the shortstop position down below is Zach kozart at 3400 I know it's another right-handed back versus Chassin. He's averaged 10.1 in his last 10. He's hit three homers in his last 10. He can get on base and let Votto and Duval and company do damage. Cozart's a sneaky good play at $3,400, I feel. Uh, you got guys like Defoe at 32 who we mentioned. Jordy Mercer does hit right. He's very, very well. He's 3K versus Zimmerman, who has the reverse splits. Uh, Crawford for the Giants at 27. Usually he's hitting fifth a lot lately. Against Arietta. could be enticing as a lower price kind of punt option against Jake. As you head to the outfield, you got Trout at 57. That's always in play. Bryce Harper 56 for Grady. That's definitely worth the look. Justin Upton at 54 continues to be red hot. Went deep again on Sunday. He's average or no on Saturday. He's averaging 14 points a game his last 10 with five home runs and 17 RBIs. Tommy Pham, people continue to not talk about him or use him. He's 4,800 versus a guy like Ian Kennedy. That could be enticing. Kutch at 47. Duval at 47. These are all great plays, of course. Um, I love the Reds today against Chassim. Just because people are going to focus on Adelman, and that's fair. And Chassim's just home road splits are very dramatic to me. And it's, the ballpark makes a big deal to me. So I hope the Reds don't let me down in this one, which happens from time to time. Like Billy Hamilton, a left-handed bat leading off against Chassina at 4,400. could get on a steal. That's not bad at all. The Milkman, Melky Cabrera, left-handed against Carmart at 43. Melky continues to have a great year, even going over to Kansas City, swinging it well. Charlie Marte at 42 has upside. I don't mind using Giancarlo at 42 versus for Scherzer. I don't want to stack against Scherzer, but we know he has the propensity to give up a home run or two. So Stanton at 42 is definitely worth a look. We mentioned Scooter Ginn at 4K. Spangenberg's 39 third base outfield eligible versus Adelman. If you want to go with another lefty back there, uh, Adam Jones. He was on fire. He was then he slumped. He's heating up again. Ten more points yesterday. Over the last few games, 10, 21, 0, and then 14. Maybe he's coming back. He's 3800 leading off first. Um, Ramirez. I don't mind that at all. Trey Mancini, powered upside at 38 versus uh, Manc- uh, Mark- uh, Ramirez. Sorry. A guy like Manny Margot. Uh, he's a right-handed bat versus Adelman. Averaging 11.7 in his last 10 games. Four homers in his last 10. He got 11 points on Sunday. He's usually leading off or hitting towards the top against the opposition in that ballpark at 3,800. Margot, very nice. You got Renfro at 37 with power upside. Brandon Moss, he hits really well at home. He's uh, 3700 versus Carmart. It's all or nothing with him. I don't know if I paid that much for him, but you know he did double dong. He can go deep at any moment, so the upside's there. Ozuna at 36 versus Scherzer's a decent, you know, GPP style play. Same with Christian Yellick at 35. I'm not again not going all in against Scherzer, but you know if he's probably he, he can be perfect, but yep, there's a chance he screws up from time to time, and if you can pounce on it. Pounce. Um, as you go down, it gets a lot bleaker. Like uh, That's not who I was looking for. Jesse Winker on left-handed bat versus Chassin. Usually it's about second in the order. He's 3,300 with some power upside. As you go down some more, you look at guys like Gregory Polanco at 31 versus Zimmerman. Cole Calhoun, 31 versus Bundy is a nice play down below. Um, Denard Spans, 29 versus Arrieta. Jarrett Parker with some powers, 29. Alex Gordon's, 28, versus Carmart. These are all super risky plays but do have upside. A guy like Jim Aducci batting second uh, versus the Pirates for Detroit. Left-handed bat versus Williams at 28. Has a little bit of upside there. And then like Albert Almora Jr., if he cracks the lineup. He hits very, very well versus lefties. He's an extreme splits guy. Loves his lefties. Uh, he's 2,800 against Matt Moore. That's some value. Uh, in a Cubs lineup that has the potential to go big, that is on the season, lets you down a lot. Um, and then check lineups after that. Most is pretty bleak down below. So you have a couple options down below. But overall, you're paying up at most positions. That's why you're going to need to take some uh, super gambles in your lineup. Super, super gambles. But there you have it. Short and sweet, quick, 30 minutes or so. It's only seven games. It's all we can do. Let's take a look real quick at your uh, your BVPs. Um, you know, small sample, but David Freese against Zimmerman four for eight with a double and a homer. McCutcheon's taking him deep twice. Uh, Howie Kendrick two for two with a homer off O'Grady again. Small samples, small small samples. Uh, Christian Yelich, seven for twenty one with a double, triple, and two homers versus Mad Max. So he's seen him well. You got Osuna's taking him deep twice. Dietrich once, Stanton once, Gordon once. But has the best overall history there. Uh, Joey Votto has a double and a homer off Chassine. Eric Thames, 5-for-16 with a double and two homers off Irvin Santana. That's something to think about. He was like 3,800. Um, not too much. Oh, you got Anthony Rizzo, 3-for-3 three three with two homers. Off of Matt Moore. So, there you have that there. Quick look at your potential stacks. This should be pretty easy. The Nationals against O'Grady Grady is outstanding. So, especially the righties in that lineup, gotta love them. I love the Reds versus uh, Chassin. I keep mentioning it. They have a 4.90 total. Highest on the slate at the moment. Might It depends on what the Nationals comes out at. Uh, really good matchup there. Uh, Pirates versus Zimmerman's intriguing. Lefties, 3.45, righties, 3.59. Just ballpark factors. So, I think that worries me a bit. Uh, Twins versus Suter. Uh, Suter have reverse splits. Lefties hit him at 331. Righty's 295, but Dozier is a great play. Sano's not bad either, so I like those two up top there. Don't forget uh, Jimenez as as a value catcher. Padres versus Adelman, like that quite a bit if you're not using Adelman. Adelman's going to not be perfect. If he is, wow, you're going to shoot to the moon. He's going to give up runs, but he doesn't need to get the strikeouts. That's all you're playing for there. And then, like, the Royals against Carmark can be sneaky, especially the lefties. Um, and go from there. You know, Orioles Angels could be good. Could be uh, those are those are real toss ups right there. So there you have it. Your seven game slates uh, on a Monday. Get you get your feet wet with some ugly ugly DFS action before we get into the week with the big fifteen gamers all over again. But uh, check us out. Theesportsdeejans.com at theesportsdeejans. Recording the always pressing pod of myself, DFS golf gods, and big bucks no whammy for the PGA Championship that is this weekend at Quail Hollow. So that's recording tonight. We'll be out later tonight, tomorrow morning. You'll have Jesse's preview tomorrow, as always. Um, There's tons of good stuff. UFC's on a break. Hope you guys enjoyed that over the weekend. That was good stuff from Doc. You'll have another edition of the Saturday Edge and the Sports DJ's college football preview, doing more divisional previews, conference previews. Check out the latest one with Doc and company, previewing the ACC and the Big Ten. Good stuff there. Uh, just tons of stuff going on. NASCAR was big over the weekend with Josh. Josh did a great job uh, at Watkins Glen. Uh, check out the five team total overs to take in college football by D.D. Jayhoff. Good stuff there as well. EPL starting this weekend. We got Squanto on board. He'll update his plays, He'll, and he's going to have a DFS piece out, so be ready for that as well. But more importantly, check out me on Twitter, at BDntrick, to help you with any of the plays you need. And good luck on your seven-game slate. Take it easy. Don't go crazy because we'll have a lot to enjoy the rest of the week. But this has been MLB DFS Quick Hits, your Monday, August 7th edition. I'm out.
0: American Family Insurance. Get a quote, find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.